Verbal Judo, How to Negotiate Conversations Effectively. Remember, 93% of your success with people has to do with your delivery and only the slightest percent actually of what you say. Very interesting fact laid out in this book. And to give you a little bit of context, the man who wrote this book, George Thompson, actually is a ex-police um, officer and travels all around the country and now the world giving speeches on verbal judo and basically laying out the foundations of persuasion, things of this nature. And his fundamental, um, basically, ideology in this book is a cocked tongue is more dangerous than a cocked gun. And he saw this every day in the field, um, you know, basically being in situations where the, you know, physical stakes were very high, but being able to use your tongue, being able to use your words is um, very, very vital. And we all go through this every day. You know, we all are persuading ourselves and others. And based on our words, the outcome can change and based on the way we go about handling situations. And fundamentally, you know, taking the ego, taking the emotion out of a very charged argument is very, very important. And we're going to be going over kind of the, uh, the last few foundations he lays out in this book that are very, very important. So, Remember that 93% of the success with people has to do with the delivery and only the slightest percent has to do with what you say. So the presentation of self is terribly important. If I had my way, I'd send everyone to acting school before having him or her deal with the public and perform eight to 10 hours a day. But that is not visible, feasible. So if you finish out this book, and I highly recommend you pick it up, you basically pick up on the principles and tactics of verbal judo, and you will find yourself more effective almost overnight. So we're basically going to lay this out for you. So, you know, reading, written, and rhetoric. So rhetoric is the art of finding the right means in the right words to generate voluntary compliance. That's why it's very, very important. So he has actually developed this acronym called P-A-V-P-O, so PAVPO, basically which he agrees that is a kind of ugly sounding one, but is very serviceable. So if you can lock this in your mind, P-A-V-P-O, it will help you memorize the five components of what he calls rhetorical perspective of verbal judo, some of which he'd already discussed in this book. And, and this is on page 122. We've, in previous podcasts, gone over some of the uh, the topics from this. But picking back up, um, so PAVPO stands for Perspective, Audience, Voice, Purpose, and Organization. So PAVPO, Perspective, Audience, Voice, Purpose, and Organization. So if you can develop and use rhetorical perspective in your daily life, you'll be far more skillful and effective as a communicator. Very, very important to be able to effectively communicate as well. You know, a lot of people don't take this into account, but you know, having a structural structured professional approach should keep you safe and sounding good, even when you may be having a bad day. So even if you're emotionally charged and you go into a, a high stakes conversation, you know, there's another good book called Crucial Conversations that goes over the same methodologies. So the professional communicator can't let bad days get to him. Under pressure, the pro just gets better. That ninth step, the appropriate close, should be memorized to the point where it's second nature and can be enacted even when you don't like the person you're dealing with. The ninth step 
keeps you safe because you sound professional. It allows you to ignore your negative inner voice, which would have you give that speech you would live to regret. So making sure you don't say rash things you'll live to regret. And this book's great because it, it mixes, you know, martial arts and um, and verbal persuasion, which are two things that I'm absolutely fascinated with. They both have a lot to uh, deal with the mind and being like having a very strong trained brain. You know, a lot of people focus on just training their physical body, but it's, it's truly the smartest people in the world that understand that you can train your brain even more than you can actually train your physical body. And, and very few people do this. Very few people even understand that this is possible. And just realizing that it is possible is the first step you can do. So jot my rhetorical approach on a card and carry it with you until you have memorized it. P-A-V-P-O. Perspective, audience, voice, purpose, and organization. So it's something very worth memorizing. And, you know, I'm going to jot that down right now. In my original, I've gone through this book a few times, but uh, on my original go through of this, this book, I did not jot this down, but I recommend you do this with me. So P-A-V-P-O, perspective, A, audience, V, voice, P, purpose, and that's the second P, and then lastly, organization. So, P-A-V-P-O, perspective, audience, voice, purpose, organization. And when, you know, very successful people repeat things, especially in books, it's important you actually take action and write them down. And that's one thing that I've learned from reading. You know, I I typically read around a book a day, and... uh, you know, putting the knowledge into action is is the most important thing. So, diagnose a verbal encounter and thus skillfully deal with people under pressure. A good way of doing this is pace, problem, situation you're in, audience, whom you're speaking, constraints, obstacles to effective communications, and ethical presence, your professional face. So, pace, problem, audience, constraints, ethic ethical presence so that's that basically lays out you know how to diagnose a verbal encounter and you know this is the epitome of what he calls the rhetorical problem how the other person sees it and he will never see it the way that you do this is all about perspective if he is crazy especially if he is crazy or under any influence or delusion he's learned that the way that the only way to succeed in these situations is to divine the problem from the other person's point of view first. So you have to understand their perspective first. So, you know, they, there's that saying, which is take a walk in another man's shoes or put yourself in their, their shoes. It's very, very important that you understand this. And now how to fight fair once you have understood this. So the prototype that George Thompson recommends to help you generate closure and keep the higher goal in mind, long-term harmony, which should be the higher goal, does not lend itself to an acronym. It simply goes like this. Four steps. First, paraphrase. Second, paraphrase again. Thirdly, refocus the other's attention. And fourth, say what you want to say. Be precise in your speech. It's one thing that Jordan Peterson talks about in his 12 Rules for Life. So those first two paraphrasings are very important because basically what that does is repeats what the other person says back to them. And, you know, a lot of times people are just talking out of very high emotionally charged states. 
And when you repeat back to them what you just heard, they will go, whoa, wait, that's not what I meant, even if that's what they said. So those two paraphrasings are very important. Usually the first one, they'll go, wait, let me change that. And then you paraphrase again. And then that's when you continue on with the second two steps. Remember, perspective, audience, voice, purpose, organization. So think of them as an ongoing challenge and skills to use to be effective with people, especially under pressure. And these are basically these, you know, things he's laid out. So this is the leaps. So those are basically the five basic tools for generating voluntary compliance. And he especially uses this with police officers, but you can use it in your daily life. So leaps. Listen, emphasize, ask, paraphrase, and summarize. Don't just agree. Don't agree. Just try to understand where the other person is coming from. So gaining their perspective is very, very important. So fact-finding. This is the who, what, when, where, why, and how. Fact-finding questions ask for specific data. Most people are naturally pretty good at these because they often concern practical matters and require only clear-cut answers, but they don't often have the best effect on people. So, general. By definition, general questions are open-ended. And again, these are types of questions like, what really happened here today? Or questions like, how are you feeling? You know, the, res- the reply, the uh, person can say anything he wants. This allows them to choose the direction of the answer that makes them feel good. So it's not asking them a cornered question then you go to opinion seeking after you find kind of the their opinion, whereas basically, you know, like what's the view and how ought we go about doing this? Um, just finding that approach is very, very important and realize that the person might even have something profitable to say. So then you go into direct questions and leading questions. So, you know, the direct questions are basically your yes or no questions. So like, did you do X or did you spend Y? And these are just the very direct questions. And the leading questions after the direct questions are basically almost any, almost always anger people because essentially these put words into their mouth. So questions like neurolinguistic programming, for example, teaches, which are questions like, isn't it true that, or are you with me that blank, or, you know, friend, I have six or seven questions here, mostly concerning the cause of the trouble. So Basically, you know, these leading questions basically um, presuppose things. And that's kind of what, you know, if you study NLP at all, that's kind of what that teaches. Tony Robbins talks a lot about NLP and things of this nature. So again, just kind of wrapping this up, the ask questions, you want to start with fact finding, then general, then opinion seeking, then go to direct, then go to the leading questions. Then you want to paraphrase, summarize, and move towards a, you know, even negotiated um, agreement. So applying leaps to your world. So this is going to be kind of in depth on leaps and, uh, you know, how to use this. So first ask, ask people what they feel, what they want or how they think things are going. So two, listen actively, repeat steps one and two many times, as many times as necessary until you three, Reevaluate your position. Be sure where you stand. Based on the on your people's inputs, don't change your mind unless you think it is right and appropriate, of course. But don't be afraid to do that. The your people won't see you as weak or manipulatable. They'll admire your strength and forth deliver the information. And that's very important that you be precise in your speech, as Jordan Peterson says. So 
Um, basically, you want to understand that you shouldn't expect voluntary compliance just because you have a position or authority. Generate it, make it happen. So the top communicators, great cops, leaders, administrators, know the art of putting things in such a way to make people more cooperative. The old samurai used to say, to know and act are one in the same. Very, very important. To know and to act are one in the same. This is kind of the Eastern philosophy. To paraphrase Shakespeare, suit the world to the deed and the deed to the world. Wow, that's powerful. So, to know and act are one in the same. Suit the world, word to the deed and deed to the word. In other words, avoid the disastrous use of language best summed up in the old Chinese adage, control your emotion or it will control you. And, you know, uh, a famous samurai maxim says the angry man will defeat himself in battle as well as in life. And the key to your success, not to mention your survival, is your ability to stay calm and avoid anger that makes us ineffective. People do this all the time where they get very emotionally charged and they become ineffective. So... Developing this motion state, and we talked about this in the first podcast on verbal judo, which is basically this even-keeled state of motion, which is keeping centered. And developing the state, that calm center, means regarding difficult people as a challenge rather than as combative adversaries. So if you can go about um, basically cooperating with other people, being in um, dialogue with other people without getting combative and rather seeing it as a challenge, it's very, very important. And it's actually helping you develop this motion state. And the inner voice is almost always negative. Control it at all costs and you'll find yourself way ahead of the game. The only, w- the only solution is to learn to ignore the inner voice and use every verbal judo technique we know to keep us from doing irreparable damage to ourselves and our loved ones. Irreparable damage to ourselves and our loved ones. Let the words go by. Sorry about that. Let the words go by. Deflect them as I taught you earlier and set about addressing real issues. So, you know, samurai sayings are very, very interesting as far as verbal judo goes. And, you know... He says, my first praise principle is that if you plan to praise people, never follow it with criticism. Very, very important to do, especially with kids. And the second way to to affect the sincerity of praise is to make it as specific as possible. So don't just say something very general. Actually go very detailed. And, you know, when you're criticized, never roll your eyes or look off. Maintain direct eye contact. It's very, very important you do this. This is also helping you developing your subconscious, your confidence in that motion state. So maintain direct contact when you're criticized. If you disagree, hold your tongue for the time being. Let them, don't interrupt them. That's what people that are on the defensive do. Rather, just nod and show an open body language. Use phrases that confirm your openness. Like, okay, uh uh-huh, or I hear you. And lastly, when you have the floor, use the opportunity not only to defend yourself, but also to reiterate, reiterate that you welcome such input and want to learn. Very, very important you do this. Because when people understand that, it not only helps them, but it helps you. And it actually helps them adopt this similar ideology that, that you're showing them. So the goal of punishment should be positive. Rather, it is to reconstruct, to make better, to educate. Train yourself to do the opposite of what you feel. Very, very important. Remember that. Train yourself to do the opposite of what you feel. Every action has an equal and opposite reaction. So if you're going to act all angry at them, no doubt they will act angry at you. And if you're going to yell at them, no doubt they will yell at you. But 
If they yell at you and you maintain eye contact, absorb the blow, as the samurai say, man throws spear at your head, move head, spear goes into wall, not into you, you leave opponent empty-handed. It's a funny samurai saying, but it's, it's very, very true. And, you know, train yourself to do the opposite of what you feel. If you feel like shouting, whisper. Above all, separate emotion from punishment. Fundamentally important. This is such a great book. Again, highly recommend you pick this up. It's a verbal judo by George Thompson. Lays out a ton of key principles as far as negotiation and basically wordsmithing. So these principles will help you affirm the truth of the famous Sun Tzu who once said, to win 100 victories in 100 battles is not the most highest skill. To subdue the enemy without fighting, that is the highest skill. That is basically what this is. That is what verbal judo is. You and your opponent are one. The principle of verbal judo is the same as that of physical judo. Instead of pushing back and confronting, you want to redirect using the energy of the other. Redirection of energy is so, so important. So remember those acronyms. Remember the PAVPO, perspective, audience, voice, purpose, organization. Remember the PACE, problem, audience, constraints, ethical presence. That's the way you read a scene. And then leaps. These are the you know great tools for communication, which is listen, emphasize, ask, paraphrase, and then summarize. Very, very important to keep all those in mind. So again, highly recommend you pick up this book. And uh, you know, it's such a great book. I absolutely loved it. Again, he has the Verbal Judo Institute, George Thompson. And if you enjoy this podcast, please pick up this book of Verbal Judo. It'll truly change the way you speak with others. And uh, you know, the best time to plant a tree was 10 years ago. And that's really what this book comes down to. So plant that tree today, pick up this book. And if you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review and subscribe. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time.